Alright, hello, this is Calvin Pennywell Jr. again. I am doing a two-part. Um, I'm going to be posting episode 11, which includes uh, my current guest, uh, wife, Monet Robinson. And um, right now I'm interviewing Chris Robinson, uh, Coach Chris Robinson. And this is actually part two of episode five. So if you're willing to listen, uh, go back um, four episodes, because currently... Uh, Episode 9 is circulating, and um, catch the first part of this episode, and due to time, uh, we were able to, we, unfortunately, we had to cut it short. So I just wanted to take this opportunity to uh, reintroduce uh, Chris Robinson. He's the founder of Overtime Academy. Uh, he's a local uh, basketball trainer. Um, is it safe to say you're a professional basketball trainer? Or yes, yeah, professional full time job. Professional basketball trainer. Um, his clientele ranges from different ages, uh, male and female. Um, no discrimination. This, this is a this is a young man that loves the game of basketball, and it and it stems. Um, he's more focused into the fundamental aspects of it, and how it applies to his life. It's not just a game to him. It is a is a, it's a part of life. Um, but I did want to go ahead and ask him a few questions, questions I probably wasn't able to ask him last time. Um, he made some really uh, valid points. I know one in particular, he was saying that most kids, when they go into some certain sports, um, the phrase that he used, this was putting all your eggs in one basket mm-hmm. and not thinking about the future. Right. And thinking about uh, education and uh, what can be your next step and how... You can utilize the tools of training to apply that into your life and actually advance that as well. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and ask some two questions I already had in mind, just out of curiosity. Thank you for having me again. Uh, no problem. Uh, thank you for, I was just thanking Monet that for you all to take, y'all are very, <laughs> it's very hard to get a hold of y'all. Yeah. Especially with uh, uh, little man, uh, Miles. Uh, that's and, just, and I was, man, it's, it's funny how time flies because I was telling her about the first time I met you all. Yeah. And when I saw you all, y'all weren't married. Right. But y'all right. presented yourselves like you were. And it was just <laughs> the standard and this this aura that you all created. And I thought it was it was awesome. I appreciate it. She's definitely uh, my partner, number one teammate. She's, she's amazing. And for you all to encourage each other in, in your own personal endeavors as well as collectively as a, as a family. Absolutely. And it's very, very admirable. Um, the first question I was going to ask you is, considering the past five years, yeah. what personal differences that you've noticed about yourself in relation to back then Yeah, and the okay. transitions that you've been through? Okay. Um, man, there are a lot. I think uh, first, the first one that comes to mind is a conservative mind. I did not realize how conservative I was and um, how easily I allowed something that was logical to, uh, to become truth to me. And speaking of my wife, she has been amazing in that respect. So she questions everything. She's, she's seeking truth. Mm-hmm. And she does the research to back it up. So a few areas um, financially. Yeah. I was under the impression, I was taught, uh, you spend money, just go make more of it. Um, not the best mentality. So my wife and I 
uh, did some research and she proposed some things and we were able to implement them. And now we've paid off, um, I think, $25,000 worth of, of debt uh, in that amount of time, if not more. That's what's up. Um, and it's a blessing. It took sacrifices. Healthy eating. Yeah. I grew up eating uh, something I call a, oh my gosh, what did I call it? McDouble, McChicken, McDouble? I don't know. I can't remember <laughs> what it was called. Okay, so it was my high school sandwich in college. It was a McDouble with a McChicken patty in the middle of it. Wow. And that's what I was eating. <laughs> my wife's like, hey, I don't know if that's good for us. Did some research, watched a few documentaries. Now, you know, I'm learning to cook for real, eating uh, a ton of vegetables, drinking green smoothies, and yeah. living a totally different lifestyle. And I haven't had McDonald's in, I think, three years. Wow. Um, so it, that, those have been a few things. Um, my sense of success, mm-hmm. uh, that's been something that's been interesting. Um, not finding it in the numbers or necessarily the results, but the lives change. Yeah. And that's really tough to, to always hold to because we see when you make more money, it's very tangible and we say that's success. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to, to change that and to say, how many lives am I impacting? Because that is what's going to matter when I'm gone. Because those people will change lives. And that's what I need to aim for while feeding my family, obviously. Um, that will always be the case. Um, so those are just a couple of ways I've seen myself changed. Oh, and I am less of a workaholic. Uh, yeah. Ambition has controlled me in the past, and it's a battle I always fight. But now it's going back to that success and saying I'm not, uh, also not a reflection of my results. My, I am not my business. I am not my pursuit. I am who I am, uh, failures and all. So those are, I'll say those are three big ways that I've changed. I know uh, my best friend from high school, you all have similar mentalities when it comes mm-hmm. to, because uh, he plays soccer and he coaches. Yeah. And the one thing, problem that the parents, what he would have with the parents is they would expect, they had certain expectations for their children. Yeah. And they would win some, they would lose some. You know, the mm-hmm. parents are expecting them to do well all the time. But right. his main uh, focus was making sure that they understood the fundamentals and they enjoyed yeah. themselves. Right. And Absolutely. didn't always focus on the wins. Yeah. And if you lose, learn from them. Don't just uh, be discouraged and have that affect your game. Right. So I'm learning that from good coaches. Mm. That that's what they that's what they focus on. It's the relationship with their with their athletes yeah. and developing that understanding that you're just more than someone that knows how to dribble a ball. Yeah. So. Um, well, I, I wanted to um, reinforce your your friend's philosophy because uh, Coach Wooden, mm-hmm. one of the most one of the best coaches of all time, and um, I don't know if he has a record for national championships or not. Um, multiple. Um, undefeated seasons and he never talked about winning wow that was not in the vocabulary it was all about the process yeah just follow the process the results will end up where they are uh and i just thought wow because that's all we care about now is just win the, mm-hmm. the results that's all we see that's what we care about so i i completely agree and yeah, yeah winning is not the end end all be all so what what changes have you since you've started your business? What, yeah. What changes have you seen and noticed, not just with your your training style, but even with your your players mm-hmm. and how uh, the uh, the 
the ins and outs of the business. Yeah. How has that advanced over the last so couple from, of months? Do you mean the um, how my how have I seen my players change or just everything in, in general? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll go. Let me tell. I'll tell players because I have an uh, uh, interesting story. So I have a uh, young lady um, who's probably six foot six one, so she's tall, yeah. but she's pretty new to the game. Mm-hmm. I've had her for two years, and she's as soft spoken as can be. I mean, <laughs> soft spoken, sweet, an artist. She she uh, she paints and draws. Yeah. Um, but she really loves basketball, and we've. Over the two years, I've you know had to tell her to be more physical. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had to encourage her to be more aggressive. And this past week, she did something that blew my mind. It is her senior year, and she's she has a great chance of starting after not playing at all as a junior. Mm-hmm. She took a player to the side and instructed them outside of our drill. Wow. And I said, oh my gosh. That's it. Yeah. That is it. If you, if you are not, uh, don't reach your potential as a basketball player, you becoming a leader like that, feeling confident enough to, tell, to instruct somebody, mm. man, that's huge. So I've seen that in multiple players, but her, her, her doing that, oh, goodness, it just it, it blew my mind, and I was so proud of her um, and encouraged uh, on what I'm doing. Um, from the business side, very interestingly, um, Mo and I take a, uh, Mo and my wife, we take um, a Sabbath and from, from 5 p.m. Uh, on Friday to 5 p.m. on Saturday, so 24 hours where we don't work. My business, the best day to train is Saturdays. I don't train on the best day. Um, and some would say that's a handicap, uh, but it's made me, it's forced me to be more creative. So... Yeah. Um, by becoming more creative, I've actually become more profitable. And mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's been interesting and something I don't think they tell you. Like, they tell you to grind, uh, to make things, to, to become successful. But man, it, working hard alone does not cut it. You have to be creative. Mm-hmm. You have to be creative. You have to differentiate and separate yourselves. Um, so that's been a huge way, making my schedule and such, um, being creative with my schedule and my packages to remain profitable and maximize my time with my family. Yeah. Yep. I saw a uh, quote on Instagram or Facebook that said, the best leaders create leaders that create leaders. Oh, yeah. And when you said that, I was like, yeah, that's I, what's up. I would be, oh, my gosh. The day I hear a story about one of my players leading another player, I will die. I don't care if the other person knows my name at all. I would <laughs> just, to see these you know, I have sixth graders or 18-year-olds, whatever, like to hear about them doing something like that would, it'd be a blessing. How would, um, I know I know some parents may have expectations for mm-hmm. their children. In the sense of the direction that you've gone in your life. Yeah. And, and, and Monet, what, do you, do you find yourself having certain expectations for moms? Or mm-hmm. do yeah. you find yourself being like, well, I'll, like how do you how do you feel about that? Oh, okay. as far as his future. Um, the only expectations I have for him, um, I don't even know if these are expectations. The only expectations I've placed on Mo and I are to allow him to experience uh, a multitude of things. Yeah. 
he, I do not care if he ever plays basketball. I don't care if a lick about basketball. He doesn't have to be a basketball player. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have to be an athlete. But I do want, when he's young, for him to have the opportunity to play a multitude of sports, to play in instruments, mm-hmm. um, to deal with art, and yeah. to paint, and to write. Uh, and whatever he chooses, do it. Uh, expectations academically, um, I think there will be a certain level, a certain standard. Where it's like, hey, you're going to be an A-B student because it's too easy to not be. Like, it's just, it's not that difficult unless yeah. there's some learning disability there. Um, but you don't have to make all A's. You know, mm-hmm. Choose the subjects that you want to excel at and excel at those. Uh, and it's just kind of even out. Um, I think that's it. Because I do not, I, I don't, yeah, I don't expect a Mo expects some. I don't know if she told you this, to be, she wants to be a scientist or an astronaut. <laughs> and we, everything is space-themed, and I'm like, babe, let this man live. Like, he's going to do what he wants to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, those are my expectations. <laughs> I, my expectations of myself. For him, then, you know, he'll dictate his own success. I, I found out with my players, I can't make you successful. I can only give you the tools. Um, so that's my hope, to give them love and affirmation and discipline and the resources, whether it's myself, his mother, or an instructor of some sort, yeah. or experiences, whatever he needs to, to do the things he's most passionate about. So what, what fuels your personal passion? Uh, now it is... It is seeing the change in these players. So, reaching young people, uh, you cannot talk at them. You, there's zero chance they're listening to you. Uh, any parent with a teenager will, will affirm that statement. Um, but you can talk to them through a microphone, and they'll hear it loud and clear. And the microphone that I've chosen is basketball. Yeah. So when a player loves basketball, I have a direct pipeline into their ear. So they listen to what I say about basketball, but then I get to seep in truths about life. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, having that ability is why I do it. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's it. I love the game, absolutely. But I, I play once every two weeks. And I, you know, that's, that's if I do that. So it's about teaching. I'm passionate about teaching and I'm passionate about seeing their lives changed. Um, man, like the, being able to see the game of basketball through how you, how you speak, like I mentioned before, I never would have thought to examine it that way, because everything is sensationalized. Oh, yeah. Everything. But you don't really pay attention to what seeps in through the cracks to keep everything together. Yeah. And piggybacking on that. Another question I wanted to ask you. Just, mm-hmm. I just got. I want your personal opinion. Yeah. For those who are listening, who plan on going down that possible route of going through high school, being accepted to a college, maybe entering the draft, <laughs> and playing professionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that whole system. Do you think that is more than a game? Like in a sense of you know how to. Not only do you not have to have learn how to play the, on the court, you must learn how to play off the court. Oh yes, politics are real in every avenue 
of life and basketball is no different. Mm-hmm. Navigating to the I teach I try to teach my players to uh, understand the perspective of the coach. That uh, matters in your relationships, mm-hmm. um, in your future with your your husband or your wife. That matters with the relationship of your parents, um, and it'll matter with their your relationship with your kids. But I teach them to to know their perspective because uh, you can be become very frustrated when you don't get what you want. Yeah. Other side of that um, with the the professional players I have, I can't promise them that they'll get a contract. I can only promise I'll make them good enough to earn or deserve that contract. Yeah. There's a network of agents. There are so many teams overseas, and you have to grind to find those opportunities. They are not handed to you. It's so much more competitive to get a, a professional contract. It's so much more difficult to do that than to play even in college basketball. And only 3% of players in high school will play college basketball mm-hmm. each given year. So that's that tells you something. Like This is the 1% of the 3% of players yeah. that play in pro. Um, and it forces you when you haven't uh, had a job in six months. If you want to be a pro player and you haven't had a job for six months, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, are you going to give up on the dream or do you continue to fight? Uh, it puts you in a compromising situation um, at times. And I have a couple guys who are going through that now and um, they're continuing to pursue being professional athletes, uh, but it's a difficult place to be and it makes you, or it deepens, it deepens your conviction or it causes you to change course, and there's nothing wrong with changing course whatsoever because it provides an opportunity for something um, different and hopefully better. Yeah. How's your, uh, how's your brother doing? Like, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So he, um, do I think he's better than I was? Oh, well, he's doing well. Where he is now is not where most people would think he would be. Wow. So he is, um, for context, he, he's very, he was a very talented player. The game came to him much easier than it did for me. Mm-hmm. Um, stronger, bigger, uh, not quicker, but just very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the goal for him was always to play college basketball. He decided at the end of his senior season he didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, or a few months after his senior season. Uh, he gave it one last hurrah and said, uh, went to some tryouts, some workouts, and got a um, a look from a junior college here in Georgia, but he said it wasn't for him. Um, but something he spoke about for the past two years was barbering. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he has enrolled in, uh, in Augusta Tech for their barbering program. And it's to, yesterday was the second day, and he, he had a big smile on his face when we talked about it. And um, I asked him, you know, kind of what was his goal. He's like, I, I want to be the best barber in Augusta. Yeah. And I was like, Respect. Like that's it. That's. Yeah. I gave him my last year, my last year of eligibility in college to take a marketing internship. People would say that's crazy. You got you you reached your dream, goal. Um, why would you quit? And it was because I became passionate about more passionate about something else. Mm-hmm. Because I used the same uh, fire towards that goal. I became a great marketer, and it afforded me a different opportunities than bas- than I would have had in basketball. So if my brother. Um, chosen a different path and my only hope is that he pursues it with extreme vigor yeah. uh, and hopefully it gets really good so he can he can be my barber <laughs> and I can get that family discount yeah Cause I've, and it's funny that because I do I look at um, 
barbers and what to do as an art because oh, yes, I have I have one that every single time yeah. does it perfectly like every single time, and I've been in barber barber uh, shop chairs where they just go with it and they're trying to get you out and yeah. they don't they're talking but then they're really trying to speed things up but every single time like he always he's it's very it's very deep pay, pays attention to detail is very um focused yeah and he he always does a good job yeah. and and it's and like you said before it's the art form yeah and doing something that you're passionate about absolutely when i was younger i'm not sure if i told you this i used to play uh, baseball no, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I loved it. I loved it. I was, I was, it was during the time Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire were going yeah. at Yeah. And I watched, like, for a while, like, every time one would hit it, the other one would. And All I right. remember, I remember being in my room when Mark McGuire hit 61. And I was like, wow. And, like, to be there, be able to experience that. And... And it's funny how my mentality changed throughout the years because the whole issue with, you know, steroid usage and all right, that stuff, right. I would have never known. Yeah, yeah. But they, like I said, they sensationalized so much on this big... And it's funny, a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people knew that Mark McGuire had a golden glove. That's it? Yeah, well, probably a couple of times as a first baseman. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, and everybody's been focused on the fact that he was just this big hitter. Yeah. But he played uh, defense as effectively as he did uh, offensively. I don't know if it's as effective, because like, well, I mean, it was a bomb. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> he's a really good. He's a good player. Yeah, yeah. And he, but you would have never thought that right. that was oh, a part no. of his repertoire. No, no. And um, when I was playing baseball, I remember my mom was about to take me to practice, and I yeah. cried. I was like, I don't want to go. And I've been playing baseball for years. Right. But like you said, I just, I just got disinterested. Mm. She was upset as a parent because she didn't spend all this money. Yeah, <laughs> gloves. Yeah. That. And I, I got all of it. Oh man! All of it, and I was, I didn't see, I didn't see it for myself because we're always our worst critics. But I was, I was exceptionally good. Right. But I just, I wasn't drawn to that anymore. Yeah. And it wasn't until I got to high school where I really started focusing on writing, because oh. it, it just, it just, it really intrigued me. Be able to create something with words and be able to picture it with your mind, mm. and create a world that no one else could fathom. Yeah, and just 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 have a ball at it, and it was the manipulation of words in order to evoke feelings or to cure uh, something inside someone that they thought medicine would probably do, or something else that they can right. do as a void filler. But I'm I'm glad. Yeah, that, that, even when you said that, like, it didn't disappoint me, because. This is something that he wants to do. Right. And as a brother, that's very admirable. Because anybody would be like, man, why? I mean, you got you had all this potential. Yeah. You were a good dude, but like, why would you? But no, you you're 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 encouraging him. Oh yes, absolutely. And that's that's what you should do. Um. When you all played. Yeah. Against each other, how did they go? Um, how did y'all play? Yeah, I never took it easy on them. Like. Yeah. In the sense, like, if, if I could score, I didn't miss on purpose against my little brother. Mm -hmm. um, man, he, I think the first time he beat me was when he was 16. I was, I think I was like 24. So he was 16, we were in Christenberry. Mm -hmm. um, 
And he was, you know, he had puberty had taken its effect, and this dude was big and strong, and his skills <laughs> were there. And we, and I think I lost by like one or two points, and I was like, rematch, gotta go back at you. And I was rusty. Yeah. I was like, no way, man. Like you should still shouldn't be able to hang with me like that. Yeah. And I just was like, yeah, okay, you're good. You're good. You can play in college, guaranteed. You can play in college. You're gonna, you're gonna be all right. Um, he, uh, we haven't played since. <laughs> I'd be so interested. I'm about 15 pounds lighter than when I played, mm-hmm. and he was still about 20 pounds heavier than me. Wow. And now he's about 30 pounds heavier than me. So that'd be interesting <laughs> um, to see how uh, how how that would go. I think it would be really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Um Oh yeah. Um how how are things with uh how's your day at? Cause I know he's Yeah. He's uh man, every time I have to go to the gym I always see him and he's always just he's always on point, always right. systematic. Yeah. Um if you my I can share I'll give some context and this is the yeah. end end of the interview, but you we're talking about my my wife and my brother. Uh, but my my dad and my mom have had a huge impact in my life. Yeah. Um, he's doing really well, and uh, he's actually the the person who got me involved in marketing. Because mm-hmm. um, he was that's what his graduate degree and his PhD was in strategic um, management, maybe mm-hmm. um, something along that lines. Uh, and I was like, man, that sounds like the best of both worlds, a combination of uh, some sort of social science and business. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. After realizing you can't be a psychologist unless you get your PhD or something like that. And I was like, I'm not. I'm good. <laughs> um, so he got me involved. And he actually suggested I become a dentist because you get a steady paycheck. Like, <laughs> cool. Um, but so he's a, he's a great marketer. He's doing really well. And he... He is always on point, um, and I think there's there's a lot to be said about that. The perception, mm-hmm. um, which is huge, it, it matters in some respects, but uh, I kind of rebelled against that in some senses. And like, I don't always want to be on point. And if it looks like I am, that's okay. But like, if you talk to me, I want you to know it's not all copacetic. Like, there's there's issues here. Yeah, because uh, I want that realness. I want that transparency. Man. Um, y'all, you and Monet, y'all overlapping. Well, man, because yeah, that's that my so wife. Cool. Yeah, that's and so she, cool. She's the one um, who told me that you don't have to cross every T and dot every I. Yeah. And I'm like, word for real? It doesn't <laughs> matter what people think. Okay, let's try that. Uh, I don't. It, I don't know if I want. Okay, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Um, I can wear the same shirt two days in a row. Okay, okay, let me try that. Let me see. Um, yeah, man. That's, uh, yeah, she, uh, man, she, she's a huge influence on my life. Yeah. I like to think of this, I'm the same, but man, that woman, is, she's changed my life um, tremendously. And then, I gotta give a shout out to my mom. No one works harder than my mom. No one has sacrificed more for me, my brother, than my mom. Yeah. Two jobs, sending me to private school, um, Cooking, cleaning. Um, my dad and her were separated, and she's the one driving me to all my practices. My dad had a huge, like, he taught me 
about basketball. He showed me the ropes. He yeah. he formed an AAU team for me when I couldn't get one. He pushed me and per allowed me to pursue a dream where others said I shouldn't have, being naive. Both of us being naive, not knowing what it took to make it. Yeah. Um, but that woman uh, loves like no other, and she definitely deserves the world. And um, yeah, I'm just so impressed with her work ethic. That's where I get it from. Um, the hard work aspect is dad thinks strategically let's work smart my mom is just let's just grind that's what I got to do I'm going to do it doesn't matter um, and I respect her so much for it and I like to combine both of them into uh, I really like to think both of them have been combined in, into making them, me the man I am yeah so what's uh, what's the next step for you as far as any future plans Ooh, okay. So I haven't, uh, I haven't talked to my wife about it. Well, only briefly. So we talked about um, basketball training. It pays, um, it pays really well. Thank, uh, thank God for it. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as the time commitment, it's a, it's a part-time job. It mm -hmm. doesn't have to take up uh, a ton of my time. So I've had to begin exploring what else I want to do. How yeah. else can I support the family and provide? Uh, and I'm I'm smirking because my wife was looking at me funny. She just walked in. Um, so I don't know what the the business aspect, but it, there needs to be some kind of um, some kind of business. I have to start something else. Mm -hmm. But uh, I have enjoyed writing in the past, and I journal every so often and wrote poetry yeah. back in the day. I so, said, you know what? I want to start writing some poems. I want to do that again. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write poems, and I'm not going to do any research on how to do poetry. <laughs> I, have a, uh, I decided this after I picked up a book, Milk and Honey, mm -hmm. um, by uh, Rupi, and I can't pronounce her last name. Maybe it's Qatar. Um, and just love the transparency of her writing. And it just felt therapeutic reading it. Yeah. It's like, I want to write that too, because I do find it therapeutic mm. uh, to write. So I want to do that, and I'm going to put it out in the world. And hopefully it helps somebody. And if it does, I'll be really happy. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, at least it made my day a little better. Um, so I'll do that. I don't think that's going to be a creative endeavor until I figure out what uh, what business I want to start. Oh, hey. Hey, big boy. <laughs> well, um, I'm actually looking forward to that because that would be a an aspect of you that a lot yeah. of people didn't know about. Nobody knows about it. And um, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been hidden for years. And um, whenever you do release something, just please let me know. Oh yeah, because I, I will I will definitely read it. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, this will be again. This was this completes our overall interview. Uh, like I said prior, we only had thirty minutes, and now this will make a complete hour. If I could, I would spend more time. Um, picking his brain and and talking to talking to especially about a few of my favorite NBA athletes and I know oh, yeah. our list is the same but we have a general um appreciation for the game and that's one thing that I enjoy about him but um this is the end of episode 5 this is Calvin Pennywell Jr of the glory in our stories um signing out with coach Chris Robinson.